mics on sound lights and recording welcome one and all to the all new tiger podcast this is your favorite host being brute and with me is bogus noog welcome to the new episode bogus what's up what's happening bro oh what can i say i uh, had a fuck all week fuck all week yeah it's not like a weekend it's no, like a whole week the whole week was completely fucked what happened well i had some work with the bank and it may sound innocuous to other people but you have to understand what my bank is bro my favorite bank in the whole world is the state bank of india SBI SBI is your favorite bank I think it's the greatest bank in the world because they'll never be technologically up to date okay and uh, they'll never be tech savvy even if their lives depended on it you mean to say they don't use fancy stuff like tigap does yeah like yeah. no social media like mm. do they have an account on instagram like we do i don't think so i'm not sure okay do they have like a twitter handle like we do uh like you know at you mean at tigap yeah and instagram at underscore tigap yeah No I don't think so. And can you communicate with them like on an electronic mail format? Yeah, you can but you know every branch has its own email address uh-huh. and it starts with the branch name followed by some random numbers then some dots and you know it's a whole thing. Uh-huh. Like even if you're looking at it on a piece of paper uh-huh. you wouldn't be able to replicate it. It's that complicated. So it's not like mindthygap at no. gmail.com. It, it's not it simple is, like it, that. It is not as simple and sweet as mindthygap at gmail.com at all. Now bogus. Mm. You caught my attention. Yeah. There's a bank mm. out there in the world. Mm. In this day and age mm. of software advancement and mm. technological evolution yes they are still predominantly manual i've always had a love hate relationship with this bank mhm because on one side the hate comes from the fact that they are not tech savvy at all <laughs> they'll never be tech savvy in their whole life uh-huh. generations could change they'll yeah. still be a century behind mhm but the love comes from the fact that there is a lot of trust in that <laughs> <laughs> you know I can trust that my money is safe mm-hmm. because it is so hard for me to take my own money out <laughs> of the bank. <laughs> so I think of it like wow if they make me come to the branch like 10 times just to withdraw my own money from yeah, the bank. Yeah. There's no hope for any hackers, no phishing mails can Absolutely. work. Absolutely it doesn't work with SBI. Yeah. It's impossible because even when you have to log into their website you of course have a username password which after a few days they disable <laughs> because they're like no for they your for- safety <laughs> no they forgot the admin user password <laughs> like they just like oh how do we log into this shit man they're like oh this same password for more than 90 days you're not safe <laughs> this, this is not going to work okay can i change it yeah. come to the branch <laughs> so for every little thing you have to do yeah. you have to kind of go to the branch and mm-hmm. you have to do paperwork mm-hmm. and it's not any other branch now sbi is the largest bank i think in asia if mm-hmm. i'm not wrong is it they have branches all over mm-hmm. you know so it's not like you have one branch nearby you can just go there and get it done yeah so you enter any other branch that is not your home branch yeah. where, or where your account resides yeah where your account resides The first question they ask you is they look you up and down and say which branch is your account in <laughs> you know and if you say um it's actually over there but this is closer to my home and I came why don't you go there why are you coming here <laughs> do you even have any idea how many files that we have to see to figure out what's your account number i'm like why do you have branches then <laughs> you know <laughs> 
yeah that is just to support the government and make you spend more petrol yeah it's it's just a huge jai jawan jai kisan kind of a bank <laughs> but i love it for that because yeah. i know that my money is safe and just to give you an idea bro the banks they tend to send you emails right every right. now and then right. if you're an account holder yeah so sbi does the same mm. you know so they are at least up to date With to that respect extent. to marketing yeah but at the top of every email they send you there's a disclaimer uh-huh. you know it says internet is required to view this message <laughs> on an email on inside the email inside the email it's not even like the subject or something no 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 it's inside the email at the top of the body there's a disclaimer internet is required to view this message well if my internet was <laughs> not working i would not be able to see that in the first place do, do you also have like another ps note saying that we send this mail through the internet <laughs> like with the help of internet so maybe you need internet to read this I think there there might be I just didn't read Yeah it. you didn't go through that point through right the yeah. Print, yeah The other thing that I also find like now that you're saying I think I should also have like an SBI account Everyone should yeah Because it's not just the hackers and the fishers mm. you know where you can lose the money with mm. or where your money is safe from mm. Safe is supposed to more as a government debacle Yeah okay yeah. and now the government is running to all the banks mm. saying that hey you know send all the money to the revenue department yeah, yeah. what In- is that called income tax department yeah which are like revenue service revenue yeah. services whatever mm. right reserve bank reserve basically bank, yeah. right send it all the money and mm. all the mails are going to all the big banks like mm. hdfc ic and all of them are fretting yeah 5 months later <laughs> there's one guy in the sbi headquarters who's like i think government sent us a mail <laughs> and we are supposed to do something and, and then 8 years later yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll reply to the email saying you come to the branch <laughs> <laughs> exactly like they are saying like uh, dear respected revenue officer yes. of india yes reserve bank and mm. then you know remember that school formats of how you write like a yeah, professional yeah. letter yeah right that's the kind of letter they are writing mm. and then they'll write it in an email mm. <laughs> and then they'll print that email <laughs> <laughs> and then they put it in an envelope yeah. and then address it to Reserve Bank of India yeah and then they put the stamps and they send it across and saying then, that and in that mail yeah. it is again written please come to the branch <laughs> and there's also a disclaimer on the top scan this document and read it on your computer <laughs> with, with internet with internet with internet yes, that's important that's the keyword yeah Oh man it's like once you want to take out like 10 rupees from your account yeah. you have to go to the branch like five times five times It's almost like how I I know you don't like this show but you know mm. friends man mm-hmm. you know Rachel is living with her daughter at Joey's place so the whole house is baby proof right right and Joey doesn't know how to make it anti baby proof mm-hmm. so he's struggling with the fridge mm. to you know take out a beer or something mm-hmm. and he's not able to mm-hmm. and he keeps getting pissed off mm. so finally he's able to open the fridge mm. and he picks up a beer and then he thinks for a second like I better take whatever I can now because I don't know when I can open it again right exactly so it's all almost like that it's right? almost like that <laughs> yeah that's intense state bank of india never change don't change never #hashtag change. the other benefit of that is this is the only bank where you are forced to build a relationship with the staff yeah. because you meet them so often right? yeah so i'm sure i'm sure are you came yesterday yeah so i've been coming for the last week <laughs> and they still don't remember why you came yesterday yeah. they like they start the story from sir which branch which branch <laughs> <laughs> which branch is your account <laughs> SBI folks are intense. Mm. I think uh, I don't have an account in SBI, but I did hear stories about SBI. I strongly recommend it, bro. If there's any amount that you think if the rest of my wealth gets stolen or yeah. whatever, I want this money to be my backup fund. Yeah. That should be in SBI. Yeah. Because mm. they're not going to even let you take it. 
like i'm going to die in few days like yeah. mm, come to the branch yeah. <laughs> we want to see you in person write these two three forms <laughs> Oh yeah. god. But that's not the only reason bro why the last week was a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um this was a real bummer but last week one of the greatest modern stand up comedians mm-hmm. passed away. Norm McDonald. I'm sure you, you know Norm. I know Norm. Uh, we all know Norm. Peace to Norm McDonald. Yeah. I think uh, I I would let I, I you take the stage. I know you have you are a bigger follower of Norm McDonald. Yeah, it's just he he's one of those comedians who has his own mold. You know, yeah. there's no one else like him. Mm-hmm. Take Mitch Hedberg, um you take uh, Norm Macdonald, then you take um, why am I missing his name or out of all names the pillar your favorite Don Rickles. Don Rickles, god, the I was blanking. Fuck, I would have punched you in the face. <laughs> I was blanking on Don Rickles. How can you fucking black out on Don Rickles? But you know, like these comedians like Rickles and these guys they have their own mold. Yeah. There's no one else before them, there's no one else after them. Yeah. Norm is one of those guys. Norm Macdonald, you know, first name American bum, last name is like Scottish aristocracy. Yeah. So even in his name there's a contradiction and he's always been different from everyone else. He's also been known to be like a comedian's comedian. Yeah. Uh Patrice O'Neill type. Yeah. And uh, he's always known to be one of the most courageous comedians. You know, he never towed the line of the establishment. Mm-hmm. And when people tend to have, you know, this romanticized perception of comics or comedians that they speak truth to power and this is the front line for a society you know they are the ones who kind of uh, turn the mirror on the establishment yeah but at least nowadays the majority are not of that kind they're playing safe everyone plays safe yeah but we only had like a few people like norm who still fit that mold that idealistic romanticized version of a stand up comic yeah and that's the reason why a lot many other comics actually look up to yeah norm macdonald So he passed away from cancer that he was battling from 10 years and nobody knew about it mm-hmm. like not even a soul mm-hmm. he has extremely close relations with David Letterman yeah. Conan O'Brien none of them knew mm-hmm. about this so it tells you something about the guy where all he wanted to do was he just wanted to make people laugh yeah and he didn't care about garnering sympathy by saying oh i have cancer because there's a bunch of stand up comics who milked that who milked it yeah. netflix specials not not just stand ups i think a lot of celebrities i mean I, they sold it let's yeah. let's not say milked it it's a little if, disrespectful it yeah that's that's true Yeah. But even if you look at just the stand up comics right there yeah. have been a few who kind of sold it yeah um specials on them battling cancer yeah specials on sexual harassment and it's the fine the demons i think let's call them the demons they sold their demons much harder or more aggressively I, than their art that's a good way of putting it and uh, even if you do it it's not a problem if yeah. if you use that dark material to still make people laugh yeah. you're still doing justice to your profession yeah but these specials were not really funny yeah they were like documentaries they were like documentaries and you were supposed to just sit in silence and yeah feel pity for them or whatever but norm was not like one of these guys like hmm. from the very beginning he was always in the face of all the past structures you know he got booted out of snl yeah because of the oj simpson uh, coverage that he used to do he used yeah. to keep cracking jokes on oj simpson yeah. but the head of SNL SNL had a close relationship with that guy. Yeah. So it didn't work out. They fired him. Hmm. And uh, it's great because when he left SNL, he started getting successful. He got his own TV show, sitcoms and all that. Yeah. So he did a movie too, right? He did a movie also. Like he did one with Don Rickles. Yeah. The, that Bob... Uh, 
Who's that guy? Uh, he's a tall guy. He was in that Full House TV show. He Saget. Was. Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Bob yeah. Saget. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So one year and a half after getting fired from SNL, hmm. SNL invites him back to be the host of the show. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So Norm goes up and he ha- every host has a monologue. Right. In And it's a live show. You can't do anything. Yeah. yeah. So he goes up and says, you know, I used to work in this show. I can't yeah. do Norm, but he has this twang yeah. in his voice that's also unique. Yeah. But he says, he said, uh, you know, I used to work here and oh. they fired my ass. Yeah. Now, year and a half after that, they invite me to be the host. Yeah. Uh, they fired me because they said I was not funny enough. Yeah. So either I'm really funny now. Yeah. Or this show sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that was his opening line. Yeah. And then uh, he said, uh, it's going to be a terrible show with these few guests. And yeah. Like, it's great. So Norm has always been like that. Yeah. Great author. You know, he really knew how to write. I mean, I started following Norm McDonald after I got to know. I actually saw this David Letterman show mm. where Norm told about this incident with Don Rickles. Yeah. yeah. And then I saw his Howard uh, radio Stern. show. Howard Stern's radio yeah, yeah, yeah. show. Where he was again describing uh, when he worked with Don mm. that all that you see in the movie mm. was actually unscripted. Like he was like, I really was laughing. Mm. And the original script where I didn't have a line mm. where or there was no interaction between me and Don mm. in the original script. Mm. But because I was laughing, Don just turned towards me and like, what are you laughing at, yeah, you yeah. horse? Yeah. Why don't you go back to Al- whatever, whatever, right? Yeah. And then he was like, all this was like improv uh, on the go. And that's because, you know, how Don kind of unraveled that. Yeah. So obviously anybody who liked Don Rickles for me was my hero, mm. right? Like I liked them too. Mm. And then I actually went and saw what kind of material he did. I think uh, Norm used to do the news bit in SNL. Yeah, Weekend Update. And I think uh, he also had that hint of insult comedy. Yeah. Right? Where Which could also be borderline sarcastic or mm. whatever you say. But again, I, I love his delivery. Mm. It was so nonchalant. Mm. Right? It was almost like, that's it. The matter of fact is, it's funny. You know? Yeah. And it's very few people, again, who could do that. Who could say something as a matter of fact and still make it sound funny. Yeah. I started seeing Seth Rogen trying to copy that Mm -hmm. uh, of Norm. Mm -hmm. The two people who I really liked uh, in that news bit Mm -hmm. that SNL used to do, one was Norm without doubt. Mm -hmm. The second one was David Spade. Oh, Spade is... David Spade and Norm were the only guys who I think they killed that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They really, really took it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Everybody else just tried to copy it or hold forth, you know, with that bit. Yeah, Spade is known to be one of the funniest guys in Hollywood who is not... Uh, stand-up comic you know, who's not that, a stand-up yeah. comic who's not mainstream comic yeah, too, yeah, yeah. right yeah he's just a comic comic you yeah. it's i feel the indian version of dave spade is uh vijay jose you know right right in the sense like you don't find them when you want them yeah you find them when they want you to find them mm. right Again, we are digressing, but Norm, again like you said right he is one of those guys oh fuck this is going to be a very serious episode Norm, for me, was one of those raw guys. Very, yeah. You know? Yeah. They are like, I'm here for comedy Mm. and that's all you'll get from me. You know? Don't expect mushy talk. Don't expect sugar coating from me. Yeah. Don't expect I'll break my character because you are going through something. Yeah, yeah. And that is, for me, is the real, real deal, right? Yeah. And everything was in their stride. Yeah. And one of the beauties of Norm, I don't know if if you know this, Norm McDonald was telling a story about a conversation 
conversation with his neighbor mm-hmm. and it's a very dumb fucking story most of the stories are right? extremely they, it, dumb it yeah. doesn't have like a punchline yeah. it has nothing yeah literally nothing it's just like his he like met eyes with his neighbor he was doing gardening and he was doing something else in his uh-huh. front yard uh-huh. and the neighbor was like hi welcome to the neighborhood what do you do and then he said what do i do and then uh norm asked him what he does mm. and he told some ridiculous job profile mm-hmm. like he does something very weird and norm was like what does it mean mm-hmm. and at every level right you are thinking that this is when the punch will come yeah. the punch never came yeah yeah and that made it so funny and you're i was sitting there and thinking you could make something sound funny even like this yeah yeah you know and that way for me norm was very revelationary i personally could never even think of replicating what norm does oh yeah, yeah you know in terms of his delivery or structuring or building a joke or building the punch or not punch norm doesn't have punch he's not like rodney dangerfield where there is a pun- one line or punch every end of sentence but it's just very uncanny what he does he does have punch lines but it's very weird it's different from everyone else it's like one thing with norm is you never see the punch coming yeah and the other thing is he sets up a punch in a conventional timing yeah so you think oh the joke is done yeah but then he actually goes it keeps goes, going on it keeps going yeah. after that then yeah. he gives the real thing at yeah. the end yeah yeah and then you're like completely taken off guard yeah. i think he only was able to do that because like i said he's a good writer yeah he always had an extremely good command on language and uh, structure and narrative yeah and so he always played around with that yeah but apart from his skills as a comic he's also one of the bravest comics i've ever seen yeah like uh, there was this whole fad of comedy roasts hmm. you know that they used to do yes, yes for different different celebrities right so they made the mistake of inviting norm once yeah. you know and norm he detested that format yeah it's like what you just go and insult these people yeah. and some of them are not even trying to, trying to be funny they're just yeah. flat out crossing the yeah. line you know yeah yeah And that's what we did in India. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which we called roast, but I don't think so. That was in roast. Yeah. Norm he was talking about this he said uh, there was this roast that you know I was invited to mm-hmm. and uh, I forget who the celebrity was yeah. but someone the management or whatever the coordinators came and told all the comics hey uh, don't say anything about his wife huh. the celebrity's wife actually huh. died just two weeks back or three weeks back or something mm-hmm. very recent mm-hmm. and it was like a gro- gory thing like a suicide or something oh, something like that so Norm was saying I was just looking at this huh. these people come and say hey don't touch that Yeah. And all the comics go, "Oh, come on." Like, "Oh shit." <laughs> and Norm is like, "What?" <laughs> and uh, man, that that just tells you. But they made the mistake of inviting Norm for one of these roasts, yeah. and you have to watch it. It's on YouTube. I think I did watch it. And yeah. he he completely turned the format on its head. Yeah. And he started cracking some 1950s, 1960s type yeah. of jokes. Yeah. Purposely. and no one was getting them like the audience was expecting some insults yeah but what norm was doing they were not able to get at all yeah. the only people who got them were other stand up comics yeah and they were rolling on the floor yeah yeah so He I think I've seen this. this. Yeah, yeah. I see because Norm. I think somewhere he mentioned that he himself was influenced by you know all these guys. Yeah. Right. The Don Rickles, the yeah, Dean yeah. Martin shows, uh, Foster Brooks. Yeah. You know, uh, and it shows. Yeah. It shows the maturity in his humor. Right. It's, it's more classical. It's, yeah. It it has such an sophistication, finesse. Finesse. The the word I would like to use is finesse because that's the word I use for Don Rickles also. Mm-hmm. and that's the word i use for all the good i mean the comics that i really like because mm. i like the finesse aspect 
Mm-hmm. And that finesse comes from, I think we had so many talks. It comes from a lot of practice. It yeah. comes from, you know, trial and error. It comes from failing multiple times trying to deliver that or whatever you call it. It right? comes from empathy also. It comes from empathy. It yeah. comes from, sometimes it's natural for some people. Yeah. Right. But whatever it might be, it's not forced upon. You don't find yourself being pushed to a corner just so that you laugh. Mm. You know, which I find that in today's comics. Yeah. You know, and yeah. when I say today's comics, again, I'm talking more about the Indian stand-ups, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They keep pushing you with a joke, pushing you with a joke to a point where you're like, okay, fine, I'm with a, you know, my back is to the wall. Mm-hmm. I'll do whatever you want me to do. You're like, okay, fine, I'm laughing. Mm-hmm. That is safe. That's not like you're giving what your audience want or you just are... You're catering. You're catering to yeah. a certain this thing, right? And these guys never did that, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate. And this also disappoints me because that art is not being passed on mm. and we are losing people who can potentially pass it on. More and more of them. Yeah, we are losing people with that finesse, with that classical style. But yeah. we're also losing, I would say, authentic comedians who fulfill that need of, like from an audience perspective, you know, they fulfill that need of someone being brave enough to actually say something that's on everyone's mind. Yeah. And kind speak of... Speak people's heart. Speak people's heart and speak truth to power and all that stuff. We are kind of losing all of them one by one. Yeah. And uh, like Patrice O'Neill, Norm MacDonald, the other thing that they elevated to an art form is mm. to how to be a talk show guest. Yeah. Norm was one of the best talk show guests ever. Like Letterman, Conan O'Brien. I would still vote Don Rickles. But. I mean, yeah. I mean, he came before. Yeah. And so, uh, that's I mean, a like different level. Ever. You know, I, I don't think we can compare. Okay. If I have to put it on a platform, yes. Somebody comes to me and says that, uh, okay, you have 50 episodes. You can call 50 guests. Who would you call? these would be the guys in any order I don't Mm -hmm. care Mm. like Norm Don Rickles Mm. Rodney Dangerfield Mm. another favorite guest of mine who I would love to watch Norm also loved him yes because again Rodney Dangerfield was one of his kind it's just one one liners which never fucking ended yeah like how many can you think like in half an hour you're throwing 60-70 one liners and everything Mm. is equally funny yeah I also like uh, I keep forgetting that guy's name yeah Merv Griffin Merv Griffin Merv Griffin the guy who's like Jesus Mm-hmm. you know he made fun of Jesus and mm-hmm. all I, I like that guy I would want to see him on a talk show mm. I don't know if I've seen any time Stephen Fry oh, yeah. another great uh John Cleese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Cleese. So there is like all these guys for me, mm. they understand the concept of what the audience want. Yeah. Audience don't want to know what clothes you wore, uh, how much of money you spent where, or who did you chit chat with. Yeah. In fact, even David Spade, mm. because I've seen this one episode and this is an Ellen show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was after Ellen's big ass birthday party. Okay. Mm-hmm. And David Spade just takes the audience through his experience mm. of going to the party. Oh, okay. And he starts off by saying thanks a lot for inviting i mean i was so obliged mm-hmm. the 50 dollar cover charge was too much but it's okay you're rich you can do whatever yeah and then he goes on okay yeah, yeah. and ellen doesn't talk for about 10 minutes yeah and he's just talking random stuff he's like i suddenly met kim mm-hmm. and i'm like hey kim what are you doing here and then i realized she was actually looking behind me <laughs> so he was telling very like yeah. simple jokes okay yeah, yeah. but his narration his storytelling yeah. was so beautiful and he did that two, three times at in Ellen's show. Mm. So David Spade, again, as someone who doesn't come often, mm. okay? But I really like him as a talk show host. Yeah. Uh, uh, talk show guest, sorry. Mm. Mel Brooks mm. from the age-old, yeah. you know, yeah. Mel Brooks. Again, one of the best storytellers. Mm. Uh, there is a there's a guy called Bud Spencer. I don't know if you know yeah, him. Yeah, I heard the name. Yeah, Bud Spencer is, he has a weird... Uh, 
Yiddish accent. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of Sean Con- Connery, but it's it's very funny. Mm-hmm. So so if if you give me like twenty thirty, and the one single thing that these guys can do mm. better than a lot of people mm. is they're amazing storytellers. They can just pick up a very simple incident mm. and make it like a, such an interesting story. Yeah, yeah, right. That you are like wrapped with attention. You're like, dude, I really want to know how this ends. Yeah. And even better part is you as an audience mm. don't have to follow the story from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Even if you hear it from the middle, yeah. you still are as curious as a person who's been sitting before you and like listening to the story. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I miss a lot in today's guest or whatever. Yeah, and for those listening, if you're interested in checking out Norm's work, um, there's a lot of clips on YouTube. You can just search Norm McDonald or you can. There's a channel called I Am Not Norm which is an amazing channel. They they keep putting up clips of Norm from everywhere. And Norm himself actually had a podcast or a talk show on YouTube. And then Netflix invited him to have a talk show there. There he had guests like David Spade, Drew Barrymore, yeah. David Letterman. All these episodes were really great. Even Adam Sandler was close to Adam Norm Sandler, yeah, 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 yeah. So... All of Norm's material, if you watch it, if you're not familiar with him, you'll get a taste of, you know, what something real or something authentic is. The courage was something that always stood out for me personally. Like he used to go to extreme left-leaning shows in the 90s and he used to make jokes on Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, murdering people. (laughs) And they used to be like, shut up, shut up, shut up, like literally on the air. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's just, man, there was no one like him and I don't think there'll ever be. You should also check out another like him. uh, Norm MacDonald going about political correctness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's one of the most hilarious takes. The beauty is these guys have some ridiculous perspective about these things mm. where you're like, oh shit, I didn't even like, how many people think about it this way? You know, mm. for me, it is raw power of, yeah. you can say comedy, you can say intelligence, perspectives, give any name, mm. right? But it is also raw. It's not like you can see the rough edges of whatever they do, mm. right? And they're always also close to the laser beam. Mm. And you're like, oh shit, now he's got into trouble, but... They are just never in trouble because they just know the boundaries. They know how to play within their forte. And like you said, they never cross the line. Yeah. It's the, and it's so difficult to do it. They always knew where the line was. Yeah. And it is so difficult to do it. And I'm sure people who cross the line also know where the line is. But it's just that they have that adrenal rush or they have that success factor in their head saying well, that they I, now I can do anything yeah th- exactly that's where the finesse aspect comes mm. like Don Rickles for 70 years or whatever his career lasted right mm. never did you see him cross a line yeah and you know the bummer was not just that Norm passed away it, it, that was of course a huge bummer yeah but it's it also reminds you that of all these people who go early mm. like Norm he was not really old enough to have He's 61 he is quite young yeah. in terms of the lifespan yeah so that reminds you again patrice o'neill patrice o'neill gone diabetes it reminds you terry jones of monty python yeah dementia yeah robbie williams for me again someone who i really liked yeah and depression the thing is like you know why does it make it much more of a bummer is you know that you don't have the same mold or anyone else in that same mold now and if you see line by line whatever examples you had of courage and authenticity and finesse or sophistication whatever if that is going off and you have this feeling that i am now left in a world (laughs) filled with (laughs) filth yeah. filth because and that includes us by the way yeah, yeah of like course. if people are thinking that no we are away from we are a different breed no 
it includes us and what pisses me off is you only can do so much yeah and you just don't you i almost sometimes feel and this is true story yeah mm. i almost sometimes feel like i should have done whatever i can mm. just to get locked in a room or an elevator with don rickles mm-hmm. right and then steal right. his brain or something like that mm. you know and then preserve it mm. i don't need einstein's brain i need brain of a guy like don rickles where pure humor or pure what do you call i don't know whatever you call the raw power of humor yeah. is emitting you yeah. know out of out of that brain and i need i need to save brains like that world will be a better place that's my that's my concept of saving the world like get norm macdonald's brain get petrice o'neil's brain yeah get richard pryor's brain mm. right get all the guys who invented in a way how you know raw humor is mm. and then save it and then we'll figure out what to do with it later You know humor uh, for those listening again humor is not just something that you know is a simple thing that is always oh, just makes me laugh yeah it is also a little a, bit there's a whole lot of humor and speaking of you know yeah, first season is, i was about to say <laughs> humor is also a tiger episode a two-parter episode a two-parter in fact a two-parter episode quite popular actually very uh, popular yeah. uh it deserves to be a five-parter at least because yeah. there's so much to it uh, at least that we understand of there's a lot more than we understand of humor yeah but yeah it has its own power it has, it's very powerful and that's yeah. the reason why is one of the first targets you know when the society turns yeah one of the first targets is humor humor yeah, you get those guys art. out and yeah. it reminded me of uh, watchman you know bro that legendary book that i keep telling you to read and read and i gifted it to you but and you never it, read i did oh, you i did? did what's wrong with you i read like the first page <laughs> and then you came and then uh, we spoke about uh, what to order right and then we started ordering then the food came then we ate the food and then you know how we spilled the sauce on the second page and i was like oh let it dry and i'll read it again and th- th- that's what happened but basically just to give a brief synopsis in watchman the story leads to a world ending event almost yeah. apocalypse apocalyptic and the one event that kick starts that whole chain of events mm. is a comedian dying yeah so that whole book treats that as a bad omen yeah you know a comedian dying mm. Mm. and for me when i read that book i was just appreciating it i had read it many years back mm. so i just appreciated that a wow i really like the importance that they gave, gave the comedian yeah but also i really like how they uh, structured their story mm. to keep that coming so whatever bad things happened in the story right mm-hmm. people were like they were just shrugging their shoulders and saying that's what happens yeah the comedian died yeah what do you expect you know yeah. and for me every time they kept calling back to the death of that comedian it yeah. hit again and again yeah. so i really loved that but when you see people like norm you know and patrie and all these guys passing away mm-hmm. it really sinks in now yeah. that oh shit that metaphor applies to our real life as well yeah so a comedian like that dies hmm. it's really a bad omen for all of us yeah. because we don't have originals left like that and what we have is the bunch of contemporary comics hmm. and don't get me wrong like not all of them are bad but many of them you know many of them it's like a pit of how do i put this sheep insecure passive aggressive vindictive little fuckers with a chip on their shoulder with a whiff of male feminism about them yeah. if i have to describe these guys yeah. many of them uh-huh. this is the mold they fit in and if ladies if any of you come across anyone like call a male feminist that's code for run yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i would describe them as not funny plainly put plainly yeah. put yeah 
Okay, so I don't have a problem with what kind of style they have, or what jokes they crack and mm. all that. My problem is more primitive in nature, which is the art has an application. Yeah. The art of comedy, right? Mm. Or the art of being a comic, mm. uh, stand-up, whatever format you say. It has an application. It has a real-time value in the society. Yeah. It is not purely to just like make people laugh or entertain. It's, it's way too more powerful, right? Mm. Like, for example, when you look at the comedy of Dave Chappelle, mm. you see an implication of, okay, you know what? It's a reflection of what's happening in the world. Yeah. So, oh, this is bad. Yeah. I'm laughing at it, mm. but it's not bad to but laugh at it. There but there is an aftertaste. Yeah, there is like, yeah, that, you know, the heartburn. Yeah. You look at Monty Python. Mm. It's the same thing. Mm. Right, the whole life of Brian and what happened oh, aftermath. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right, uh, the Holy Grail. Mm. Whatever you take it, right? It's just that am I taking all this too seriously? Mm. Right? Oh, I can actually afford to step back and you know look at it in a different lens. Yeah. Patrice O'Neill. Oh yeah. I think again one of the. I, I'm sure a lot of people don't know him. They don't because at least in this side of the world, he never chased. Yeah. Publicity. Yeah. He was so happy doing cellar comedy and yeah, all that. Yeah. But again, Patrice O'Neill, one of those guys, like you said, comedians comedian right he has a very realistic oh, approach I, to I things i was going to say that like radical yeah almost brutal brutally painful, pl- yeah. honest honesty. yeah and he would make it funny obviously yeah, yeah. right that that's the skill and that's what i miss mm. i miss that layer of comedy mm. like even if you look at johnny liver mm. okay i mean if i don't know if people have actually followed his stand-up mm. but if you saw his stand-up material right it came from a certain social stigma yeah and that's a layer i love to talk about mm. that's the layer i want to laugh about Mm. That, you know what, yes, it's a reality. Yes, you know, it's funny. Yes, I'm laughing at it. But hey, I'm not forgotten it. That one drunkard joke of his that you told me. That one is right up there on the level of these other guys. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Lever, I think, is unfortunately taken as more of a comedic actor than a comic himself. His comedy at a raw level is unprecedented. He is beautiful. As a single solo act comic, he's unbelievable. It's just that he's been dumbed down for our industry and our movies, right. which is not wrong again. I'm yeah, not complaining. Yeah. But I wish, I really wish if Johnny Liver was set loose with the stage, I bet you that he could pull off like a Netflix original all by himself. Oh, absolutely. He wouldn't even need three, four groups. Yeah, yeah, would, yeah. Like what Kapil Sharma does. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That is what I miss in today's this thing. It's all about engineering jokes. It's all about girlfriend jokes. Hostel jokes. It's, it's all just anecdotes. Yeah, they're anecdotes. I want real comedy give me a real comedy yeah show me that you got balls to you know make fun of a god show me that you have fun you oh, know, well, they can't to. do that but you know they get really screwed which is where your finesse is tested exactly right it's they not i'm not asking it. you to abuse god yeah, yeah i'm saying make fun of god yeah you know it is okay you have funny things on god to say mm. right in movies you do that mm. right you put god as a second person or a third person and then make him the funny character mm. so it's not it's not wrong but yeah. you got to have the amount of conviction you need mm. to bring that finesse mm. right and the reason yeah. i'm talking about god is in our scenario in our society he's a biggest taboo right you can't make fun of god yeah so that's the reason i'm taking it an example mm. but there's so many such examples right you i feel like death is a challenging subject also for a comedian 
and to go to death and make it fun yeah, the, yeah. like pick those things like yeah. that's where i'll understand that's where i as an audience i am growing along with you mm. or i'm just a dickhead who's just laughing for your jokes and then going back home and crying about my job yeah. or my wife or my family or my lifestyle or my financial status whatever it is yeah that's what i miss in these guys and that's what i am afraid of that that whole attitude towards humor will die mm. with these guys passing away day by day and then we'll be left with being sensitive to you know they, i'm afraid of the day where i'm like can i tell you a joke can you assure me on like a bond paper that you'll yeah. not get offended yeah. if i tell you this joke yeah i'm afraid that day will come we're already at a day where in the u.s like even comedians like dave chappelle hmm. have to have everyone's mobile phones locked away hmm. and uh, stored elsewhere so that they don't record record the stuff yeah because then it can be taken out of context and yeah all that stuff so it's already gotten that sp- that stage mm. and which other area have we seen this degradation talk shows yeah we've seen this in talk shows oh sweet lord don't even like we had some amazing talk shows i mean when we say when i say we i don't mean in india yeah but in the u.s no we had we come had on, we had won it no i'm not saying someone i'm not saying we never Same. had yeah i'm saying the ones i'm talking about right huh. now it's more david letterman craig ferguson johnny carson's johnny, uh, johnny carson i never is, watched that okay. much so i don't know i only watched no but clips. even i didn't watch it real time but yeah. by the clips you can make out I mean, that he was he was, he was the og yeah he Every, like, everyone kind of yeah, tried to be yeah him. jay leno took over johnny carson yeah right? jay yeah. leno took over carson but i didn't like jay leno Yeah, I mean actually comedians respect him for his comedy and uh, for his stand up. Mm-hmm. But once he became a talk show host, he kind of played to the role. Played to the role to a T. Yeah. And because all he wanted to do was uh, build a garage and store like 500 cars yeah. and stuff. Like that that's it. And so, apparently he never spent his money. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not that flashy yeah. spender. So Dave Letterman, Craig Ferguson, Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien. I have few from the British side. Yeah. Uh Jonathan Ross, mm-hmm. uh, Graham uh, Graham Norton. Yeah. Yeah. I watched a couple of uh, because John Cleese actually had interviews so I watched it. There was a guy called Michael Parkinson huh, huh. who used to be really famous like yeah. he was the guy yeah. to go and uh, have a talk show with. Yeah. So he was one of the most famous hosts at that point of time. Yeah. So all of these guys like one by one one by one they kind of left. Now, Conan was the most recent. recent one. I know it's a bummer. Craig left very recently. Oh too. no no he, it's been a while. How how long? But it's not been more than 5 years. Um yeah I think around 6 maybe 6 yeah, or 7. Yeah 2016 17 yeah 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 so craig ferguson left one of uh, i didn't follow him much but you did oh, yeah. but whatever i saw i could make out that you know yeah this guy knows his shit uh conan o'brien someone who followed uh, i really like him yeah the reason i like him is he doesn't play the part you know he's actually a writer you know he's a writer and he's a stand up himself obviously no yeah i mean very little but he was actually he's like a, adam sandler you he, know he was actually a writer yeah. who kind of fell into the role of the host host Yeah. And so he brought that sensibility he, into okay. this. I think he was that funny writer guy. He was a funny writer, right? Guy. Like he, maybe he was not so great at comedy. He wrote for talk shows. Yeah, yeah. So, but the li- the reason I liked him was he was very uh, he was never playing the role yeah. of a guest. Like he played himself, yeah. which is another commonality between all these guys, mm. all good hosts, right? They play themselves. They don't mm. try to overdo it. And once again, the art of talk show is making somebody talk. Yeah. It's not about you talking. Yeah. And I think all these guys did a great job in making people talk. Right now my favorite is Graham Norton. 
not yeah gram not and i have to say i mean the level of energy and uh, like every episode and how easily he does it it's so hard yeah if i had to do one episode of that i'd probably at the top of a bridge yeah to go. <laughs> you know like, i can't do that yeah yeah and he makes everybody look so comfortable yeah you know there is a very calm vibe about the whole thing mm-hmm. even jonathan ross it is a very weird format so he introduces his guests mm. who are sitting in a lounge mm. behind stage mm-hmm. and they're all watching the show from the lounge okay right. and he actually shows them that these are the guests and he talks to them in the lounge also oh, like okay. in the back show. right, right. Like, hey how are you feeling there blah 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 and then he calls them and he's so good by the way that cristiano ronaldo who we all know mm. the only talk show that he went to mm. was jonathan ross talk show okay. in uk okay and not just he did his part and walked away which mm. is what happens in david letterman's and all right yeah this guy actually sat through the whole show mm-hmm. where another guest after him came then another one came mm. and he he just sat there like listening to everybody yeah so that takes a lot from like a host yeah, i feel yeah. right and there's so much to learn from them mm. like you can put it in your youtube channels you know how you want to conduct your youtube yeah. uh, interviews and all yeah you can use that anywhere but unfortunately yeah we are left with rajiv masan doing round table conference <laughs> or whatever actors round table he does a good job i won't deny that but He's like the Borya Majumdar of the film world like. Yeah. Same. Tell Please. Me. <laughs> Please. I get the same oh, vibes. Shit. How can you forget that? Please once tell me. Please I beg you. Please tell me what went into making Tanaji. <laughs> yeah. So but it's a dying art. We have to realize that and we have to somehow save it. Yeah, and Craig Ferguson has always been my favorite. Um what I really like about him is he grew up in Scotland. He's from Scotland. Yeah. Uh he was a stand-up there, hmm. musician as well. Hmm. Um very rough crowd, yeah. you know, a rough life, hmm. 70s etc. Got hardcore into all kinds of things. Hmm. Uh but mainly uh, he was a hardcore alcoholic. Hmm. Then he turned his life around. He kicked the habit, came over to the US and uh, started this talk show. But the guy was just a man's man hmm. you know full of courage yeah. full of empathy full of kindness yeah and he just did what he thought was right he always stood behind his convictions hmm. even though uh, you have to imagine for an american cable new uh, tv audience yeah if you tell the nbc show I mean it's one thing that uh, his talk show was owned by Dave Letterman hmm. but even then they were not able to digest some of the things that he did like once he was inviting Stephen Fry over mm-hmm. and he knew that Stephen Fry is not a guy that you invite for 5 minutes and you just say bye and push him yeah. off that guy can talk yeah. and it's worthwhile listening to that guy talk. absolutely and he's been friends with him for a very long time huh. so he said uh, screw this this episode i'm not going to have any audience hmm. i'm not going to do any bits yeah. start to end it's just going to be a conversation hmm. so what craig ferguson did actually he did video podcasts hmm. before they were video podcasts yeah. before there was podcast maybe before they were podcast even yeah and that episode is still considered to be one of the best Yeah. episodes in talk show history hmm. and he invited archbishop desmond tutu like that hmm. uh for a for an episode no late night talk show was host was going to invite someone like that right you know and uh, there was a phase where uh, britney spears went crazy and she shaved her head if you remember yeah 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 this guy was the only guy he opened with a monologue hmm. on his show almost like serious like talking about how that was such a wrong thing to have happened and how we as a society should kind of you know react to that or right. respond to that and that was like actually very mature 
mature and yeah. very it was almost too mature for the US yeah yeah you know for him to do that i think everything is too mature for us pretty much but yeah. uh, <laughs> wearing a mask is too mature for a us <laughs> but you know partly credit to them also for allowing these formats to be invented and mm. discovered because i just keep thinking when you talk about johnny lever like what if at the peak in his prime in india also we had that framework for a stand up special you know that uh, respect like imagine what he could have done with that i think uh, it's a fair point but once again i mean yeah i don't think there is any time restriction with that in the sense like oh that time this wasn't there it's humor is humor humor so is it's humor just yeah. about like ensuring that it goes to as many people as you want because i think the only guy in the indian circuit who ever even tried his hand at monologues or stand up was mm-hmm. shaker suman in mm-hmm. movers and shakers yeah 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 and without doubt it still is probably the top one talk show mm. that was ever done yeah say what you will about that show but it was the best talk show that we've had till date yeah and he was he was a ridiculously amazing host yeah yeah i think uh, he had that suave about being mm. the host controlling you know the conversation mm. his monologues were freakishly funny mm. i don't he because he would impressions he did jokes he did bits yeah, yeah. like he did all that right i remember i still remember he doing lalu prasad yadav's uh, this thing and vajpayee's this thing mm. and that was comedy you know he made fun of everything yeah right he he mocked everything which was there to be mocked yeah and speaking of mocking and satire uh, our own chapel show yeah, way back then obviously. was jaspal bhatti jaspal bhatti yeah. exactly the quality was j- exactly up there i mean you can't like you said you can't like compare yeah but at the same time in the context of the indian scenario jaspal bhatti was way ahead talk about finesse finesse by the way yeah the way he dealt with, yeah uh, the subjects and they were all serious problems yeah. right they yeah. they were like people using cheap material in constructions and people are dying yeah you know not having a telephone just to get a telephone connection the kind of ordeal and a middle middle class man would go through yeah uh you name it right like this the mind numbing time waste around office meetings office meetings which yeah. goes on to this day yeah <laughs> my yeah. god i still remember i mean i do you remember how it how it ends no no oh so basically there's a reporter right who's mm. waiting to figure out what happened in the meeting mm. and everybody comes out and jaspal bhatiya yaar aaj to bahut hi kamal ho gaya hum log pure milke ek unanimous decision pe aa gaye pehli baar to the reporter like what is the decision yeah ki hum agle meeting karenge agle hafte it is so fucking brilliant yeah right and we miss all of them even jaspal bhatti died way younger than what way too early what 50s yeah. mid 50s freakish accident much before his time yeah way before his time which keeps you know creating that urgency where you are like save these guys save yeah. their art like figure out how we can save them let's let's go back to them let's make them popular or i don't know like you name it right even to this day i mean there are so many clips of uh, craig ferguson's talk show on youtube yeah even to this day people keep adding comments it's like oh my god i can't believe i did not know about this yeah. when it was live and it was going on and now every time i feel low every time i feel depressed i just have to come here and watch this yeah. it makes me so happy yeah you know it's 10 years he did that show yeah and yeah one of the best talk shows i've ever seen yeah but yes uh, the comedians are a, dead bro the comedians are dying at a rapid pace and like 
the great watchman book says mm. it's supposed to happen what's the line in watchman they just shrug their shoulders like uh, you know when things kept keep getting worse yeah. and it goes closer to closer to that world ending scenario yeah. they all just shrug their shoulders and what do you expect yeah. the comedian the died the comedian died you know the yeah. comedian is dead this is what is going to happen yeah it's a much bigger problem than climate change geopolitical issues you know financial structures falling it's it's a very big problem we just don't seem to be realizing it if you can't laugh then you can't dream if you can't dream yeah. you can't imagine if you can't imagine what are you going to do with your life yeah you have to you have to listen to psycho podcast that what it will come to <laughs> <laughs> every do thursday don't every thursday you have to come back switch on the tiger podcast and like ah oh, one hour of that do you really want the world come to that point that the whole world tiger podcast is being broadcasted on loudspeakers like the nazi time mm. where you know yeah, you're being i, I won't uh, complain <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't yeah, yeah but as long as it is being broadcasted through a youtube channel or something yeah, yeah of course yeah, and yeah. it is monetized and it is monetized yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. but up till then bogus mm. like the comedian says thigh gap subscribe and share and share before all the comedians die hey thanks for listening you can follow this podcast on spotify to get notified of new episodes every thursday we're also on apple podcast for those of you who have partaken in the forbidden fruit if you liked what you heard leave us a five star rating and a comment say anything like the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog a rating and a comment really helps us out it's free and i'm told that's a great price but enough about us huh Tell us about yourself. Leave us a comment. Our Twitter is at thigh gap and we are underscore thigh gap on Instagram.